This is the In The Cove podcast. Welcome to the In The Cove podcast. My name's Rob Caldor. And I'm Jackie Barker, founder of In The Cove. Jackie, today is a very special edition of the In The Cove podcast. Normally our special editions are about good things, Christmas, Melbourne Cup, Mother's Day, whatever, but today it's not a good thing. No, we're going to tell you about a sad little event that's had massive implications around Australia and in particular in the Cove. So what we're talking about is Facebook and their relationship with news sites, which if unless you were born under a rock, you probably have heard about it. To cut to the chase, we're going to have one special guest on today's show. That's right. What happens in the Cove stays in the Cove. In the Cove special guest. I'd like to introduce our special guest, founder of In The Cove, Jackie Barker. Hello, Jackie. Hi, Rob. Great to be here on the podcast. Now, wow, the shoe's on a different foot today, Jackie. You're the interviewee. You're... I am. What happened with In The Cove? Well, Rob, interestingly enough, on uh, Thursday, I woke up and I was reading a very interesting article about the news desert in the US and how lots of local newspapers had to shut down because they were no longer viable and how studies had shown that a lack of local news had led to a decline in local democracy because no one was holding the locals to account. And I'm thinking, this is my mantra. This is why I'm here. This is why I bring news to Lane Cove so Lane Cove people are informed. Two hours later, I go onto my Facebook page and guess what? Facebook had had put in place the ban on sharing news and I was one of them. So when you went to my site, it said no posts available. But Jackie, obviously that puts you in a very enviable position because you were up there with you know Channel 9, ABC, all the top media companies in the country. Yes, I was. But also Facebook took a very heavy-handed approach to this and they took away... Um, sites that they shouldn't have, for example, BOM, New South Wales Health, um, the leader of the opposition in WA, they they took every site that may have even mentioned news away and that did create a lot of problems. Absolutely. I mean, I know retailers such as uh, Booktopia went down, mm. a range of community sites. And I think, yeah. you know, with the vaccine today beginning its rollout, having, uh, you know, news at Facebook, changing the rules and people not knowing where to find out about things. It was quite a critical thing that happened. Well, that's right. And it, and it, and it was ridiculous in that there were local organisations that were impacted. For example, Gallery, Gallery Lane Cove lost its Facebook page. The Edible Garden Trail, which um, promotes edible gardens in um, Sydney, they were taken off. So there was no rhyme or reason. So we're recording this on the Monday after the Thursday. That's so right. It's the 22nd of February. The site's back and running, so what's there to complain about, Jack? Stop whining. Well, I would stop whining, except that it's not back with its its full capabilities. So if I go and post anything from inthecove.com.au to say, hey, we've written a new article, whether it's news or not, because we are a news and media site, so we have hard news, soft news and lifestyle news. And if I post any link from inthecove.com.au, it will not be picked up by um, Facebook. They won't allow it to appear in your news feed. So the news feed effectively now is filled with all the things we like, babies, dogs. Yeah, and community events, which are really important, but you're not going to get your hard news from In The Cove. But that doesn't mean you still can't get it because you just go straight to our website, inthecove.com.au. So it's about changing people's habits, I suppose. Yeah. Look, I, as a Gen Xer, I like Facebook. I liked, I liked 
to get my news there because it was just one place and I know that I can go to different places to go to the news but it was nice having the feed I've now just got to change my habits that's right and and instead of hitting that Facebook app you need to just go straight on to inthecove.com.au or and this is something that by the way is 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 relevant before Facebook took this action last Thursday, more and more Facebook are really really targeting what you see in your newsfeed. And a lot of people were saying to me, oh, I don't see in the Cove um, posts anymore on my Facebook page. And that's because over time, Facebook has been looking at what you are reacting to. And if you're one of the many, many people who say they love in the Cove and they see the post and, and they click through, but they never like the post or engage or make a comment, then a face uh, in the Co's Facebook posts won't be appearing in your feed anyway. So this is just a reminder that it's probably a good idea to subscribe to our newsletter, um, which you can do by going to inthecove.com.au and on the sidebar it says subscribe to our newsletter. And the reason for that is our newsletter takes all of the, the articles that we've posted on Facebook and dumps them into one place and then all the week's events coming up and then other information that you might need. And we put that out over the weekend and people really did subscribe more, but we, we need more subscribers because Facebook has shown that they can take away your access to local news like that. To stop that, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter. One of the things I thought it was handled incredibly badly by Facebook from a pragmatic point of view. So we'll put the legal stuff aside. Surely they should have been able to give people a warning. Well, there was one um, women's agenda said that they got a, an email at about 5.45am saying that they were going to be taken off. I certainly didn't have any notice. In fact, I was still posting until I realised that there was no reach on my posts and that's when I went to um, investigate more. And then I immediately rang our local member and said, look, this needs to be looked at. And I think what we need to do is just talk a little bit about what created this crisis. And that's because the Australian government is trying to implement a news media bargaining code. Now, who wants this code? Well, I didn't ask for it. But Rupert Murdoch and News Corporation and all of the large media outlets, they want it. They say that Facebook and Google have taken most of the ad revenue in Australia and that they're driving people to their site by taking news from the publishers who, by the way, post the news on their Facebook page voluntarily. No one forces them to do that. And so they say that their revenue has dropped. Here's the issue, though. The news media bargaining code will not help independent publishers. I could never get any revenue from the code because I'm not considered to be an official media organisation, yet uh, you ask 18,000 people in Lane Cove where they get their local news from and they will say in the cove. What, Jack, you're telling me that the... uh big media organisations are getting together to look after themselves. I'm shocked. You would be shocked, wouldn't you? And the reason why Facebook then decided that they would take a, a big stick approach to this was that the definition of news under the code, and the code is badly drafted and many people have said this from day one, is that the definition of news is any reports or investigation or explanations that are relevant in engaging Australians in public debate. That is the definition of news. Now, that is very wide. News companies want that wide because it helps them. But independent publishers, it doesn't help them. And here's the kicker. The government say that the News Media Bargaining Code is there so that they can raise uh, money for public interest journalism. However, in the code, there is no auditing aspect of it to show that the media companies have taken the revenue and invested in public interest journalism. And in fact, when they talk about the code, they talk about content. They don't even use the word news. So there are so many flaws 
in this legislation. And I'm going to take this opportunity to say hyperlocals in Australia is a growing movement and we need some funding. In the Cove is solely funded by our brilliant Lang Cove businesses and nobody else. Have you had any sort of reaction from our local member? His view was that the Liberal Party support this code. He um, mentioned to me that he felt that if the code didn't go through, the Sydney Morning Herald would no longer exist. I sort of had to, to bite my tongue and I said, do you really believe that? Because there is no way the Sydney Morning Herald will not exist because if this code doesn't go through. And the other thing is that the media companies, they've had a lot of time to change their, the way they operate and they've been slow and they've been caught out by Facebook and Google. But also too, it's very complicated because you've probably heard the expression rivers of gold and rivers of gold was the classified advertising which really was an amazing source of income for traditional media. A lot of those classifieds are now carsales.com, realestate.com, domain and a lot of those, those um, websites, guess who they're owned by? Media companies. So, look, the important thing with In The Cove followers is to keep following us and keep getting that independent local news because, I mean, Jackie, isn't there a local newspaper in the area? Yes, there's a North Shore Times, but it, you couldn't call it local. And, in fact, interestingly enough, on the front page of the North Shore Times, it says the North Shore Times brought to you by realestate.com.au. The bottom line is... As a local, the best news is getting local news. And mm. Jackie, you are here on the ground and you've got a team of unpaid citizen journalists. Yes, our roving reporters are amazing. They keep me up to date. And also, I'm the only one who goes to the Lang Cove Council meetings. I'm the only one who reviewed 191 budget papers in the last budget um, for Lang Cove Council. I'm there every Lang Cove Council meeting asking questions and they know that I am looking at what they're doing. And as you probably saw last year, Rob, I was in the Sydney Morning Herald when the Lang Cove Council decided that I was asking too many questions. And Alan Sunderland, the very respected ex-head of content at ABC, took it up took it up the fight for me and spoke to Lang Cove Council and said, look, you've got to recognise that, that In the Cove is actually the local news. Well, I mean, I, I think the role of a publication needs to keep the government, local, state, and as well the federal, into line. Ask them the questions. So, I mean, that I didn't know about that legislation, not having that issue representing independence and also not calling the media companies into line for actually having to use those funds to fund journalism. We all want more journalism, I suppose. I do. I would mm. like some more independent stuff to keep all our politicians in line. Mm. Well, there is a massive role because, you know, local issues matter. A lot, of, a lot of people say it's just roads, recycling and roads, rubbish, traffic. Local is so important because really if you look at everything that touches you from a daily life, a lot of those issues are local. And so, you know, if you have trouble getting to work because the roads are jammed, it's a local issue. Jackie, I'd like to really thank you for joining us here at the In The Cove podcast. I know it was a real effort for you to uh, change sides of the microphone and actually be interviewed, but you know, obviously everyone's thankful of the work that you're doing. Remember, you can still stay in touch with In The Cove. I'm sure we'll find some way through Facebook that you can still get the news, but the best way is how. Well, as I said, Facebook, um, we are lucky. We are back, but they're only allowing posts of um, uh, about community events and things that aren't considered to be news. So you, the best way to find out news is to go to inthecove.com.au or even better, if you just want something where you get a, a pricey of, of what's been happening in Lane Cove in the week, uh, just sign up to our newsletter. It comes out on Wednesday at 730 and during COVID, the number of people who emailed me and thanked me for that 
um, newsletter because that was their, they said that was their only source of local and accurate and fact-based reporting. And look, we, we, as the rollout of the vaccine goes on, I'm sure there'll be news associated with that, where to get it, who can get it, yeah, what's absolutely. happening next. Obviously, you've got the podcast to listen to, mm-hmm. but uh, we hope to do a normal Back to basics kind of in the Cove podcast next time. We will. And um, I just want to say thank you to all the people who reached out and contacted me when they found that they couldn't go to in the Cove and get and get news. I was overwhelmed with um, texts and emails and messages saying, we're so devastated you're not there. We just realised how much we um, actually use in the Cove. And I really appreciate that. Can everyone else approach our local parliamentarian to say hey listen this legislation needs a bit of tinkering absolutely yes they can and um well i'm going to write an article about this for this week's newsletter and i'll have all those links in there thank you rob and i look forward to our next podcast where we'll go back to interviewing interesting lane cove people and giving you lane cove um updates thanks for listening bye in the cove podcast available on spotify and apple podcasts This podcast has been produced by localpodcast.com.au. If your organisation needs a podcast, contact Rob 0404 289 956.